Hello, hello, hello. This is Self-Discovery with Survivor Empower Life Coach Financial. I'm your host, Alicia. I'm an accountant. I'm a certified life coach. I'm certified in the state of Connecticut to assist individual in an active domestic violence or sexual assault situation. Self-Discovery is here to assist survivor in rediscovering themselves through my podcast with relevant topic where we discuss how, why, and solution. And before we get started, I want you to get your pencil, paper, and pen and write down what resonates with you. This evening, we have a special guest, and this guest is um, it's from a different perspective. Normally, I interview survivors. Well, this evening, I'm... Hmm, what do you want? Let me see what a good topic. I'm pretty much getting a perspective from a family member who observed their loved one in a domestic situation and really didn't know what was going on and how she was able to assist that person. Okay, so we're going to get a perspective, an outside perspective, and we can discuss the things she have done that was helpful that made her cousin open up to her. And so with further delay, I'm going to introduce Miss SM. Ooh, yay! Go ahead, Miss SM. Tell us all about it. Good evening, everybody. Uh, my name is SM, and I'm just here to uh, give my perspective on seeing what well, I can't say actually seeing because I'm on the East Coast and she lives in the South. But I will say when I got word of what was going on with her, I immediately hopped on a plane like didn't even think about it and just to be by her side and I will say looking back because my family tends to get together every other year I can remember I can remember one year when we were get when we had a family gathering and I noticed that something was going on but I couldn't quite put my finger on it because usually her and her significant were always like very engaged with the family and everyone you know was always together and I can remember when I thought back once I heard what was going on I can remember the distance like like they seemed distant and we couldn't figure out what was going on and then fast forward when I, you know, got word that pretty much he had left her for dead. And, um, you know, like I said, when I got word, I just hopped on a plane to be with her. And she said that it had been going on for a while. And it actually didn't happen in the home. They were away. And that's the first time that he, you know, put hands, I'll say, on her. And it continued. And uh, honestly, we couldn't believe it. Because, you know, he came across a certain kind of way, of course. And, you know, they always seemed like this happy, you know. Perfect couple. Right. And, you know, they had a child and, you know, 
So basically, from listening to you, um, from an outside outside perspective, they look like the perfect couple, and due to the fact that she wasn't sharing, and but he also isolated her. So he he pulled her back from the family. So the closeness that she would have been able to communicate with you, she normally she couldn't because but he did it slowly. So he manipulated her, he isolated her, and that's part of the um, abuse process in pulling someone away from their family, distance them so they don't have that connection still. And you know one of the biggest thing I've noticed with these abusers sometimes they are so manipulative, so narcissist that they make the people around them love them that if the person who's in the situation try to tell someone you can't phantom or even look at that person like he's capable of doing that right it's so far-fetched but they're so good at it and so it makes the story even more difficult for her to share because who's going to believe her especially all everyone ever know oh he's such a good person he's this and that right so, you know, so what exactly, you know, you said that when he first, um, did she get bruises? I mean, were there bruises on her or? Well, she did. She, she did have bruises. And people that she was around outside of us yeah. knew. But no one shared with the family. And why is that? I wish I knew. I really do. I wish I knew. And, I mean, unfortunately, was I, like, close, let's say, with her friends down there? No. Oh, okay. I, you know, had I, you know, maybe been in, like, communication with these people, then maybe they might have shared. Okay, so but, the but I, disconnect. But I, right. Right. And then I guess, like, also knowing that, you know, we kind of only, like, would get together, like, every other year. We spoke often, Mm -hmm. and then in between that, like, I would go visit, Mm -hmm. but when I did, you know, prior to that, you you didn't really see it. It was only, like, that, like I said, that one time, that one year when we got together, you noticed that there was a disconnect, and then after it had come out. Okay, so how long were they married before this abuse started? I would say at that point, they probably were married probably like six, seven years. Wow. He never, yeah. So he was it, grooming it, her. It was like a, a switch. Okay. Right. So, and during prior to their marriage, from your knowledge, now that right. you, the situation have taken place and y'all have sat down and talked about it, mm-hmm. did she mention anything prior to the marriage? Were there any type of red flag? Because sometimes there's red flag, but we don't see it because it's so small and we consider, oh, that's nothing. Did would you, if you yourself sitting back mm. and looking at them at the couple before they got married, did you see any type of indication? Prior to that reunion, no. Wow. I will say that. Because like I said, they were always with us. They were always, you know, mm-hmm. it was never like, oh, let me keep her over here or let me, you know, okay. and then it just so happened that year they moved. So it just, I, I don't, I think maybe something happened in him, mm-hmm. took it out on her, and I think that it was a thing. I think she was caught up in the shock of it all because mm-hmm. it wasn't like, oh, they were together a year or two years or three. It was just like, we go away on vacation. Mm-hmm. We're, and we're going to go to something happy because someone's getting married. Yeah. She's in the wedding. Mm-hmm. 
and boom, and they're there trying to put makeup on her. Is that I that? that <laughs> found that out later. Wow. So Eve really, really pounced on her. And I'm definitely going to have to interview and her. And she's frail. Okay. Like she's definitely, you know, yeah. like smaller, you know. So the, the fact remains, how did the family dealt with him once they found out what was going on? Okay, that, for I'll speak for myself, that got a little difficult because as us as women know, even when someone hurts us, yeah. you can't turn off love. It, does, it doesn't happen like a switch. No, it doesn't. It, you know, just because someone hurts you, I'm going to say mentally, emotionally, physically, yeah. clearly, since that's what we're talking about, you can't turn that switch just off because they did something dramatic. Yeah. And then you have a family. And, you know, I'm not going to lie to anybody. I was, like, ready to go. But, like, eight, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but out of respect for her, I didn't because even though they did this to, to her, they she still didn't want to see them hurt. Yes. Which, no, which and, is fine. And then they have a child. Yes. So, it was, that was very difficult for me. Oh. I will, I will, I will own that. That was very difficult because my first instinct is, you know. I'm going to hurt that. Mm -mm -mm. Right. And you want to, you want to, somebody come to the right one. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you no, know, and that's, I, I hear you. you know, and I know as women, we think, you know, like, of course, men have that physical strength over us but still in your mind you're like when you when you feel like you're protective and yeah. i'm just naturally protective of people i love okay. and i i don't know what that is in me where i feel like i'm teflon like come at me with anything but i'll do anything to protect them you know she's very dear to me we're like sisters mm -hmm. so i just automatically felt like I had to come to her defense. So one question I want to ask you, and the fact that you mentioned how close you were, how did it feel for you that she didn't tell you? Did y'all ever discuss that as to why she never told you? I, I know she had to have. That's all right. Because it happened so long ago, but... I do remember, like, her being worried about the baby, mm -hmm. and I do remember her almost knowing that when she did let me know that I would come down and be, you know, mm -hmm. but what I will say is, once I was in her presence and I got to her, it was funny how in your brain, you know, you're thinking like, like, why didn't you? Why didn't you? But I felt once I saw her, mm -hmm. she didn't need that. Thank God. So, right. So in all of that, like when, you know, like when you're there and you're, you know, you're on your way and you're, you know, you have all these things in your head mm -hmm. that you think you're going to say, I'm going to tell you as tough as I play on TV, once I saw her, you know, all of that goes out the window. Thank because God. once you once you're in that person's presence, and I'm glad that mm -hmm. the conversation we had was once I got there, like we really didn't converse over the phone. It was like I got on a plane, went down there, and it just changed everything. It was like I'm here to be what you need me to be at this point. Like 
if you just want to sit here and be quiet, I'm here to be quiet with you. If you want to sit here and cry, like I'm here to cry with you, like it was like I had to take me out of it and yes. just when and when you when you when you see the person, I feel it changes how you think you're gonna react. Yes, because it's like like I'm big on energy, mm-hmm. so like when I saw it's like that energy it was like I, I I couldn't almost you know come at her in a way it was it was just like. You know, this is that's not what you need right now. We'll sure we'll, we'll have that com- conversation whenever. later. We don't, whenever, whenever, right? <laughs> we don't even have to have to have it. Like right, oh right God. now, you know, you just you just you 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 needed someone to be here, and and I feel like someone that she felt safe with. If that makes sense. No, it makes sense. Death. I'm telling you, <laughs> it is so important that people realize that when a person's going through with it and. A lot of people get mad when they try to help someone and they go back. It makes no difference how many times they go back or when they get out. The fact remains, they just need someone in their presence to right. be attentive, to be there mentally and emotionally for them, to listen, not listen, to cry. Just be your physical presence there. Right. They just want that. They just want someone to validate them being here. I'm human. Listen to me. Or don't listen because I'm not talking, but just hold me, just hold my hand, just look me in the eye, just let me know that you have my back unconditional without me pouring out and explaining to you, rationalizing to you my action. You know, no one wants to have to rationalize their emotion of love for this other person or rationalize the decision they made and they don't want to be told, well, why or why didn't you? And you did the best thing that anyone could do for someone in a domestic situation is being there available, being present in that moment for them. I'm telling you, thank you so much. It, it, it's, I'm telling you. And, 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 and fast forward now, I, didn't, I couldn't say I was realizing 100% what I was doing then because mm-hmm. I was you know, younger then and not yeah. to put an age on it. But... Um, but I just, but fast forward, like, I was so happy that I could have been there like that and that I was there like that because I know myself, like, like I say, I'm protective, I'm quick to go <laughs> off. But like I said, once I, once I was, once I got to her, it's like I, I threw, I threw that all out the window. And I will say for anyone who, who is listening and they are on the outside looking in, um, just you know even though like your brain is coming from your perspective like just just try for a split second to like put yourself like in their shoes or just try to be like as understanding even even when you feel like I don't understand it but but just try because if if you are putting yourself you know out there to be there then for them then remember it's for them yes you 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 have to know that you know as much as you're feeling such a way and uh, and hopefully someone listening if they you know do become aware of the news maybe they will say you know what i can relate i totally get what she's saying once i saw you know my family member my friend or whomever how I thought I was gonna react, it changed once I saw them. Once I was around that energy, mm-hmm. then you just, you know, you're like, okay, it's not about me. This is about them, 
and it's not about my anger like because anger really isn't what they need at that point no. like it's just you're feeling anger because you're protective over this person you love this person yeah. and 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 I also want people to know and that is normal mm -hmm. as a human that is yes, normal it is but then you have to like say okay if I am gonna be here and if you know and if I am showing up for this person then that's what it has to be it has to be for them about them and if you feel that you can't be in that space because of X Y and Z then I would say then just remove yourself but you can always let the person know like I love you and I'm here but this might be a bit much because sometimes you won't know that until you're there because yeah, so certain situations might trigger something in you yeah. and then if you can no longer you know separate it mm -hmm. like you're making it about you and not about them then mm -hmm. I, I say you gotta you gotta call it off you gotta you gotta pull you gotta, back you gotta pull back yeah. because you're not because now you're now you're starting to, put, to project you on them and that's not that's not what they need. It's not going to help the situation. It's right. not going to help them at all. And right now, they're broken down emotionally and mental. They need someone in that space that's going to be non-judgmental. You can't be there and judge them. And Because when you judge them, you judge them by your own experience, your own perception of what you think things should be. And in people's life, there's not really a mistake. There's life lesson and journey. And there's no one way a, an abuser respond you have people that only did it once in their life i mean one is enough for the person on the other end but for the person who initiated it and for their relationship unless you're in the bed with them every night you don't know what happened behind the scene and how it came about and when you have a child involved that person is looking long term for their you know for that person to be in their child life so it's, it's, it can be very complicated and that's why we need to go in there open mind non-judgmental and just be present physically and, and sometimes keep our mouth shut and I will say they were an awesome father see and the baby loved them see and it's so it it does become very difficult then mm -hmm. you know and I'm not saying not to say that you know someone if they have the out like still don't go for the out mm -hmm. you know I don't because you know I don't want to say oh because of the kids you know you're supposed to x y and z because you know that's a that's a that's a fine line I, I kind of that's a personal choice right. and, and that's why I leave the personal right. choice and only you know your abuser no one else know and only you and can abusers change yes they can can getting a narcissist change uh, I don't know about that but I'm not a psychiatrist and my right. psychologist I'm not going to say but the fact remain, whatever triggered in him, if you have never done it before, and whatever triggered him, if he get the help he need, the counseling need, and to do counseling together, can things change? Yes, but the person, the situation, the only person can make that decision. That's right. No one can make it from them at all, and they have to go through that process or whatever that process might be for them mm -hmm. to get there, if that's where they want to go. And I will say also that even though the baby loved him yes they did not want mommy around so like I, like if we go back to the children like you know how people think like oh kids they don't really know they are very much aware oh, yes, i will say that mm -hmm. the baby was young mm -hmm. they're mm -hmm. teenage now mm -hmm. 
they were young and as much as they loved daddy mm-hmm. they knew like this was not safe for mommy I, I, and 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 also even though this I, I can't shut my love off for daddy yeah nor did they want them to because yeah. they knew the difference yes you know so it's weird so sometimes even when the kids kind of play a factor sometimes you know even though the kids are young they kind of know like we can't turn off our love for mommy or daddy but what we do know is i'll see you here and you here yeah and i and and that was honestly that was a beautiful thing as crazy as it sounds but that's but that was a lot for i feel for a child but that's why i'm saying kids are smart and they're resilient because they're thriving thank god so you know, I also want people to know that, that, like, you can thrive. Your your kids will thrive. Like, mm-hmm. they, you know, and I've seen it with my own two, not, two eyes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'll let anyone know, whether you have a male or female child, like, they they will they will thrive. You just got to put the work in. Right. Got to right. put the work in um, for the children because... And you got to um, be honest with them early when that happens. Yes. Because certain situations cause, you know, even though we want kids to be kids, but... Sometimes when we find ourselves in a certain situation, you don't realize how fast your kids are grown and Mm -hmm. and how they understand. And how they project it out in their life because kids sometimes, if not what you say, is what What they see you do. And even though they know that they shouldn't pick up those behavior, unconscious, pick it up and record it. And when a situation occurs for them, unconsciously, they respond possibly in the same manner, whether it be on the father's side or the mother's side, they might respond in either way. Not consciously they're trying to, but because that's what they observe and see consistent, consistently, they automatically kicked into gear and respond in that manner. When a situation similar right. occurred, they pull in their, you know, pull out in their little memory bank, this is how I need to deal with it. Absolutely. And get every, every coach, every therapist, every, like, you need your village. Yes. And, you know, like I say, I'm not going to speak from experience as far as the abusive side, but what I will say is that, you know, you need the village. Mm -hmm. And I get, you know, the stuff that comes with it, like if you feel the shame or whatever, but, you know, to get to the other side, to thrive, Mm -hmm. get your village. And there's the, the people are out there to help you. And if you, you know, go seek help from someone and you're not feeling the vibe there's someone else out there yes. i would definitely just say have your village around you because you are so vulnerable yes. like so and um and just know that you you will be okay you you will be okay you will make it through but you need your village yes i've seen it i've i've, I've witnessed it and you know when you when you really have that good support system and i'm not saying that you know that has to consist of 30 people like i don't want people to think like oh well i don't know you know just whatever your village needs to be if it's you like working out and you have a trainer or accountability partner when you work out that's your village if you have you know someone you talk to you know therapist you talk to them that's your village if you have a life coach Listen, I need someone to help me out. That's your village. like, And that's just three people. Yeah. And then if you have one person that you can talk to, because mm-hmm. people think they need 20 friends. You no, can you have, don't. You can have 20 friends, but only one good one out the bunch. Well, honey, you can drop 19 off and keep with that one and be happy in life. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. Like, So 
I just say definitely get you a village as 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 strong as as you think you are and I'm not taking away anyone's strength but you you need your village. Yes, it's you important. you you do. It's it's a lot when you're trying to like hold everything up and I know like as women and I know definitely as you know black women mm-hmm. we put on this suit, this armor that we carry and we you know we're just supposed to carry everything and hold everything and you know and as much as we do do that and we do it with grace and we try not to complain and all that stuff but sometimes you need to take it you, off you need you need, you need that to take that armor off sit down you need it cry you need to and get someone to give you a hug and oh, we amen. have to learn and that that comes in self-love and self-care and you know we have to learn to love ourselves enough to put ourselves first that's before right. our significant other and even for a child because the key thing we don't realize if we're not well right. our child's not going to be well that's right and our significant other is not going to be well right. and by treating yourself and loving yourself you're teaching your significant other this is how i want to be taken care of these this is what i need from you okay and you're telling your child if it's a female this is how to take care of yourself if it's a male, this is how you need to take care of a woman. So, self-love, whether it be going to the gym, eating properly, it, self-love is emotional, mental, spiritual, and physical. You need the full circle to be whole. And when you are complete within yourself, you project that love out. You project that respect for yourself out. And you project boundary of how you should be treated by others. And that will go a long way. And when you have that self-love, you act intention. You act with intention. And when you act with intention and you're grounded, you're able to make decision or choices or options that will better serve you. And you're able to pull back out of situation that doesn't serve you well, that doesn't agree with you, that doesn't keep you safe. You're able to walk away, maybe not as fast, but you never know. And, you know, that's all I can say. Um, SM, I am so happy to have you here on a perspective from someone who was on the outside looking in. And even though it was a distant relationship, the fact remained, you handled your natural instinct love for that person allow you to be there and not judge them and I'm sure they're grateful eternal for that and I'm grateful for you doing that and I'm grateful for you sharing your story today because I'm telling you a lot of people and for people out there once again when you have a spouse mean or you know or whatever you want to call it um friends family that's going through that Yes, sometimes they go, they leave, they go and come back. Just be patient. Be patient, give them the tools, and just be there. Sometimes it might be heartbroken for you to watch them constantly be in that situation. But as long as you give them the tools, let them know the different facility, the different place they can go to to get help, and you're there to listen, they'll come around. They'll come around. There's a lot more to it than they're sharing at the moment. Definitely you know, there's a stigma on it and depends on the family history of the family. You know, 
take pride on being married and having the picket fence and stuff that is hard to let go if everybody's in the family is married and they need to go through a divorce it's not an easy task for them to walk away knowing that they might be the letdown there's a lot of emotional turmoil going in logically they might know what to do but sometimes your logic is always ahead of your emotion and it takes time to catch up and we don't know what that person is feeding them behind closed door to make them feel better but um thank you so much um it's been a pleasure talking to you i hope i get the opportunity one day in the near future to interview that relative of yours to get her actual perspective when she's in the situation and could you ever believe that someone in your family would be in that situation you know what now that I'm older mm -hmm. I can say that I view things now like I don't put anything past anything if I would when I was younger I would say ugh you know but now that I'm older, lived a little, know people who lived a little, mm -hmm. you know, life lesson, just experience, I learned you, you don't know. You don't know. You would love that that wouldn't happen mm -hmm. to someone you, you care for, dear mm -hmm. to, you know, family member. But it's real. Yes, it is. It's real. It's happening. And... Abusers you know, come in all different types right. of clothes, and all there's shades, no particular all, all different shades, all different, you know, yeah, different background. There's different no backgrounds. label, they don't walk around that. Oh, I'm going to abuse you in 10 years, I'm going to abuse you in three months. Once I get with you, I'm going to do this. Unfortunately, there's a small, small percentage that actually do come off that way from day one and they act that way. What you see is what you get from day one, but there are others, quite a few, that their persona, their entire being is so polished that you would never look at them as far as what people consider an abuser to look like because there's really no face for an abuser. Amen. There's no face. So you think you know what an abuser would look like. You think you know what they might say. You won't know until you engage with them. That's right. And then depends on where they are. And for some people, if it's a trigger, some people, something happened in their life and it triggered them and then that starts for them. But they're not, those people possibly can change. Now, with your cousin, did she ever, did it take her a while to walk away after you came down, or did she do that immediately? Oh, it was immediate. That was, because she was going through prior, so that was the last straw. That was and it. do you think that having that support system right there surrounding her, she felt strong enough to walk away? And I think she felt strong enough to stay and mm -hmm. and I think everyone played a part yes from her baby from mm -hmm. you know parents mm -hmm. to myself to mm -hmm. like no you you are loved you have people here you don't need like to. no you don't need this nonsense you don't and wow. they were so many years in though of mm -hmm. course you, the family loves you you love the family yeah you you know it becomes it's like it's a Anything breakup else, for everybody. It becomes bigger than you. <laughs> yes. And you don't realize it. Until that until time. Until a certain situation happens. And then... And then you're like, wow, how did I get here? And I yeah. don't even think you, you even realize you got there. No. You're too and that's, deep and, in. And that's why I say sometimes you got to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Because we would love to think how we would react in a situation. Mm -hmm. And we don't know. And that's what I've learned, too, as I've gotten older. 
don't be so quick because you never know where you may find yourself and you would want someone to show you that same grace so um so basically what i'm gonna ask is your younger self can you said mm -hmm. your younger self now that you're older more mature and you look back and you see things back then because mm -hmm. this happened about 10 15 years ago yes so 15 years don't give your age but mm -hmm. you know what was your perspective 15 20 years ago about domestic violence what was your knowledge about domestic violence and you know, it can happen and so forth and so on. What did you know about domestic violence? Did you, was it even on your radar? Oh, yes. I mean, listen, growing up, I saw, like, friends of mine who were, like, in relationships. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time I was in the movie theater. And, I mean, we were young, like, junior high young. And... Like he hit her in the movie theater, and I and but I and I remembered when I was around it, mm -hmm. I immediately I didn't like it, mm -hmm. and I was like, no, like what is this? Like mm -hmm. it didn't it didn't sit well with me. Okay. I'll say that you always been an advocate. I guess so, but not knowing it, like mm -hmm. I know that I don't like. I mm -hmm. don't, you know, yeah. it doesn't. It I didn't think it was cute. Mm -hmm. Didn't I sit didn't think, well. Right. Thank you. Know, you. It just so. You know, and I mean, I, I mean, I was, a, you know, I'm aware that it goes on, but was it like that close to me? Close and, to and, home. And I guess to that extent. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. oh, and I forgot, I can think of another girlfriend that it had happened with too. We were about to go out on my birthday and a whole thing happened. And I actually stopped talking to both parties. Mm -hmm. I was just as good of friends with both. And I was like, remove myself. Like. I, I don't condone that. Mm -hmm. I'm not into it. I don't want it around me. So I will say that anytime I encountered it, like been around it, yes, or, I very quickly removed myself. Mm -hmm. I didn't. I didn't condone it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, okay, if you choose to stay, that's great. Mm -hmm. But I have to remove myself because I don't feel comfortable. It doesn't, you know, it didn't, so it never sat well with me. Okay. Did you always, when you walked away, because I understand removing yourself, did you let that person know if they need to talk, they can talk to you, or you just, you know, you want to stay, and I don't understand why, but I personally, emotionally cannot, this is not good for my space and my energy. Okay, honestly, I would say the first time I encountered it, it was more, they were more my sister's friends. Mm -hmm. So... That dialogue didn't happen. That connection wasn't there. You know, yeah. like we were just like acquaintances. And fast forward with, well, with the young lady who I would say was more my friend. Yeah. We, we didn't even have that dialogue oh. to even say, you know, mm -hmm. like to even get into it. Okay. It was like I didn't even know that that was going on mm -hmm. until it was kind of like brought like to my doorstep. And yeah. I was like, uh oh, get out of my oh, house wow. and back off. You know. Back off. It was like, whoa, you know, so I, I would have to just honestly say no because we didn't, I didn't have that dialogue then. Okay. What about now? Say, what about now? If that happened now, what would you do? I probably would definitely have more dialogue with the person. Okay. I definitely would have. And to be honest, that was a young lady whom 
always came across so strong for a young for a young lady mm -hmm. who always came across so strong and so you know like wouldn't take that from a person and so it was almost like when i saw it i was kind of like in shock pulled back yeah. and then it was like oh like this person always you know i never saw, saw that happening yes so i guess that's why i guess moving forward mm -hmm. i learned you you don't know what it is and you, can't, and you can't put it past anyone. So I think that's mm -hmm. when my brain knew, like, you don't know what anything looks like, so don't do that. Yeah, domestic violence and sexual assault has no prejudice. Right. Um, everyone no has an equal opportunity. Yeah, no age. Yeah, equal opportunity um, for everyone. Mm. And that's the thing about it. And a lot of people, and I'm going to do a podcast on that, that the fact that um, on my Instagram, there is something there, but about what do a victim look like and what do an abuser look like and it's not even it's the more the characteristic that exists and no one person have all of them on either side and a lot of people assume that victims and i don't even like that word people who are in that situation survivors that they went in weak no when you saw them you saw them at the end tail they're weak but they're strong people mm -hmm. that got beaten down it got chipped away from right. them. Their self-esteem, everything got taken away piece by piece. So you see the end result, a weak person, a broken person, but that's not what entered in that relationship. Right. So you can be strong, but that person have found the weakness, the weak spot, the sweet spot in their mind right. to manipulate and control you and to break you down. Well, my dear, um, I like to keep my podcast at a certain length. It's such a pleasure talking to you um my dear we definitely have to do this again um and i'm looking forward to more conversation more dialogue with you we're going to get ready to wrap it up now thank you thanks my dear let's wrap it up oh my goodness this has been a wonderful night um so let's remember self-love and self-care with positive affirmation is feeding one mind body soul and spirit Remember, you are worthy of all good things that comes your way. And um, as far as my podcast go, remember, I'm going back to my regular schedule starting um, November, which will be every Wednesday, every other Wednesday. Okay, um, so keep that in mind. For October, I did something special. I had survivors speak, and I dropped a podcast every Wednesday for the month of October, but going back starting in November, it will be every other Wednesday at 7 p.m. That's when I drop a new podcast. And you can find me on Facebook under Self, S-E-L-F, Survivor, Empowered, Life Coach Financial. On Instagram, I am under Self, Transition, Life Coach. My website is Self. Survivor Empowered Life Coach Financial. So remember, love yourself from head to toe all day, every day. Bye.